0: brand your Zoom room if you're in the legal profession what does take If I showed you a step-by-step process by which I do this, would you want to see it? Okay, hang on one minute because I'm going to share that right now. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for being here on the Waste Up Wardrobe Show. And you are in for a treat as always. Um, We are going to be talking about something really powerful, a transformation that um, involves how one can transform their set uh, to reflect their brand. But before I get started, I want to say thank you to Rick Moscoso. My producer who's always in the production room, making everything happen. Uh, he is really the wind beneath the wings of the show. So thank you, Rick, for always making everything look great. Um, and uh, we want to hear what you're going to say. We want to, this to be a dialogue. So if you have any suggestions during the show, if you have any questions, be part of the conversation. We'll bring your question right up um, in the Zoom room and we'll address it on the spot. We're really good about doing that and we enjoy it. So please um, drop some love in the in the comments and let us know what you're thinking. All right, as you know, Waste Up Wardrobe, the podcast is all about how to show up on brand, professionally, in the Zoom room. And one of the biggest things, most important thing, I think, is using your background, your set, as a billboard for your brand, I call it speaking your brand with your background. And today I have a really special guest whose, whose whole set was transformed through the Jade process, the Waste Up Wardrobe process. And we are going to go step by step as to how we did the transformation, show you some befores and afters, and really get you thinking about what you can do yourself to uplevel your very own background, to be on brand, and to show up. Professionally on camera. And so I want to for a minute take a second to talk about my super awesome guest um, and her and and really talk about what she's done. Susie Hickston is our guest today, and she is a practicing trademark attorney and certified life coach. Uh, With the Life Coach School, Susie is the founder of a company called Legally Bliss, which is also a podcast, and it is an exclusive private community for female attorneys desiring life balance beyond the profession, beyond the legal profession. The Legally Bliss podcast provides a platform for female attorneys to share their inspiring stories to uplift and inspire others. So remember to check out her podcast, Legally Blissed. In her 18 plus years of trademark law practice, Susie has handled the trademark portfolios of Fortune 100 companies as well as for small businesses and startups. Susie's superpower of taking complex legal matters and transforming them into easily digestible solutions for her clients has resulted in raving client reviews, just like the the wardrobe, uh, the set transformations that we do here. We take take this complex um, uh, challenge and we break it down into small steps to get you a great dynamic um, set in the background. And please help me as I welcome Susie Hickson to the show. Hey. (laughs) Hi, Susie. How are you? So I'm so thrilled to have you here today. I think, um, I just think you're brilliant. I think you're the super creative trademark attorney. And I feel like in the trademark arena, you really have to be cre- a creative because you're dealing with so many creatives, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely one of the most creative aspects or areas of, of the law, to be honest. I mean, every area of law c- requires creativity, but um, to really kind of up-level that trademark law, requires a lot of um, creativity, which is good.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I just want to let you in on a little secret. We start off the show with 60 seconds to get to know you because we want to know our guests on a personal level before we dive into all their genius. Can we do that? Let's
1: do it. <laughs> all right. So cats or dogs? Dogs. Oh. 100%. It should, yeah. I've, I've got, I've got my special friend with me today. Let so. me see. My legal assistant. She's oh, helpful. look at <laughs>
0: look at her! Yes, well, I'm a dog person too, and I yeah. and I love my dogs. Um, what's her name? This is Sadie. Oh, Sadie! Yeah, yeah. And um, let me ask you this: hiking or running?
1: Oh, running. Really? <laughs> Do, I mean, you I run Do I run fast? Do I run fast? I try. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it. Oh, I know. Do you run marathons? I do half marathons. I did a, I did a marathon years ago. Oh, yes. And I registered for the California International Marathon, um, which is on December the 4th of this year. So it's also a Boston qualifier. So oh. I, better, I better run fast. We'll, <laughs>
0: we'll find out. Well, not only that, but I think you have a whole calendar for the year of running events, right? Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, one more final question: old fashioned embroidery or modern embroidery? <laughs> I'm
1: such a nerd. Me um, <laughs> or <are> you? Hmm. <laughs> I think we're I think we're both pretty nerdy. Yeah. Um you know, I I like, you know, grandma's doilies and that kind of stuff, but there's some really cool modern embroidery out there. I'm definitely not an expert at it. I do try my hand on it with it. I like doing landscapes, but if you get on Instagram and just search for modern embroidery, some of the work is absolutely fantastic and amazing. Wow. And and you would never like imagine what people can do. With embroidery. So it's it's come a long way since like, you know, grandma's doilies, (laughs) grandma's doilies and like, you know, the 1400s when women were sitting around the fire, you know, embroidering things. So, um, it's, it's some, there's some really cool stuff out there. So. Well, I love that because I love it. I
0: love finding out from these genius experts that come onto my, um, my program. What is that thing that they get lost in? What is, you know, what are their hobbies? What really makes them who they are? So thank you for that. Now I had no idea about modern embroidery. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to check it out, but it sounds fascinating. And I am totally going to check that out.
1: Instagram. Instagram. You will go down the rabbit hole of modern (laughs) embroidery for quite a long time. Wow. It's fun. Wow. Wow.
0: Well, That is fantastic. But I really want to dig deep into your genius. So um, you're a trademark attorney. And I I just want a little bit of a, you know, if you could just tell us about your journey a little bit in that space, because, you know, you are, again, just such a creative and so brilliant. And it just suits you to be in this um, specialty. So can you tell us more about your journey?
1: Sure. Um, I, I have to be really careful there with with speaking about creativity because I yeah. don't want to undermine the importance of creativity in, in many different areas of the law, right? Like anything you're doing as a lawyer requires an element of creativity. I started out after law school doing patent prosecution, <laughs> <Don't> laugh. <laughs> which, cr- which requires an element. I mean, it requires creativity, right? But yeah. I was working with a lot of engineers. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, And I love my engineers. I love my engineers. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But I did learn um, that in the area of intellectual property, right? You have your copyright work and your trademark work and your, your patent work. Those are kind of your three subsets of intellectual property. I learned after about a year and a half that I really loved working with people who were in marketing and business development more than um uh, more than like the engineering side. Yeah. So cuz you know I there was a lot of creativity involved there. And so I fairly quickly transitioned from being a patent prosecutor right? Just drafting patent applications to trademark work. And it was a lot, but it was such a better fit, honestly, for me, like the work moved faster. Um, I was working on, you know, multiple different types of trademarks a day, as opposed to working on the same patent application for weeks. And, yeah, you know, that could be, a, for me, it was really draining. Um, you know, obviously there's amazing patent attorneys out there who are kicking butt. So I was not gonna be one of them. <laughs> so I yeah, so I've been doing patent or trademark work for probably 16 years. Cause like I said, right out of law school, I did I did the patent prosecution, then transitioned into trademark work. I worked at a large firm for about eight years. And I just did not see myself being a like I wasn't striving for the corner office or you know, the leather bound books, although I have a few now, (laughs) you know, or the big oak desk, you know, like it wasn't really me. And I was really scared because I didn't see myself like, you know, doing kind of that typical corporate ladder climbing within that law firm. So I, did the craziest thing ever. And I just like quit six figures and started my own law practice when I was about a year away from partnership. So yeah. 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 That's <laughs> incredible. I mean, to truly know
0: what you want, like you actually, you had decided this was not for you. Um, and I think that's actually a really great thing. I mean, to be able to live a life of fulfillment and purpose, yeah. you kind of, the sooner you realize that what's working and
1: what's not working the happier you will be. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes the first step is just figuring out what's not working. Right. Right. Because it might be a little bit harder to figure out what is (laughs) going to (laughs) work. You can eliminate things. Right. Like I learned fairly quickly that patent prosecution work was not going to be a long-term thing for me, even though I'd taken and passed the patent bar and I'd invested a lot of time into doing that. Right. Um, I think that a lot of times we get, you kind of in that sunk cost fallacy, right. Where we think, Oh, well, <laughs> you, you know, this, right. I have to keep doing the thing because I've invested time and money and energy. And I see this with a lot of female lawyers in particular who are thinking about doing something different. Yeah, um, and you know, the it's because they wrap their identity so much around being a lawyer. And, um, yeah, so it, I, that's, that could be for another conversation. Right. But, um, people, if female lawyers, I have noticed that or they, they do just, they kind of grasp onto that because, you know, it's something they work so hard for most of the times. Um, and at the end of the day, we just have to kind of figure out like maybe what's not making us happy and then start striving towards, what does. And it's not always a legal career necessarily. You right. Know? And, and
0: so I, th- it's really great that you bring that up because that kind of leads me to my next question. And that is that you, um, you found this unique niche for yourself. You still are a practicing trademark attorney, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But you also have uh, this new, um, uh, thing that you created being a certified life coach um, to help people realize what you realized early on, which is Legally Blissed. And can you tell us a little bit about Legally Blissed and how you came to it?
1: Yeah. It is not an oxymoron, right? (laughs) Doesn't have to be. I mean, it doesn't have to be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a fun play on Legally Blonde, right? I mean, that movie that we loved, oh, like 10, 15 years ago at this point. I'm going to say longer, but... I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right. It's just that I mentally don't want to admit that it's longer. That's <laughs> a problem. Um, that's why I was like, "Oh, it was like two years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't? It? Yeah, oh, it's around two years ago. But yeah. Maybe. So, but um, yeah. So I decided to um to enter life coach certification through the Life Coach School, which is the one owned by Brooke Castillo, and you know there's certifications. But at the end of the day, it's not really a regulated industry right? <laughs> like the law. Yeah, um, right. I could, I could go out and be like, Hey, I'm a certified life coach. You know, um, yeah. I get to use the, you know, their logo as a certified coach through them. But a lot of the work honestly with, with coaching is, and I know it's a little cliche, but it's mindset work. A lot of it is mindset work and helping shine a light on your, your client's thinking. When I say client, I don't mean legal client, but my coaching clients, right? Having a coach is so important. In my opinion, I have a coach, a life coach, and man, she brings up a lot of stuff (laughs) with me and really with coaching, it's a great way to help people get from good to great, right? As opposed to like, a, like therapy, I kind of feel like helps people get to like, maybe okay, maybe, or maybe they're kind of in a bad place to, to good. Whereas coaching really tries to, to up-level you. And a lot of that is identifying those limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves yeah. A lot of the time, or just about life in general, or just these socially ingrained thoughts mm-hmm. that we have in our heads, Christine, that are not necessarily true. Right. And we <laughs> live by them.
0: They're not and true. We, really and we live by them. them. They're,
1: the, they're facts, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're facts. like, I mean, I could go into a million different ones and, and I catch myself daily, um, with limiting beliefs, my own limiting beliefs. But the thing with coaching is that I'm now aware of them. I'm aware of those beliefs and, yeah. you know, I can choose to believe the thought or I could, you know, try to figure out how is this really serving me? A lot of times these limiting, limiting beliefs do not serve us. Um, they hold us back, but you know, and and then it's like, well, do I like want to think about a like, is there a thought or belief out there that could resonate or, and, and like ultimately have better results for me in life? It's not necessarily, have you heard of, um, I'm sure you have the secret, that book, the secret. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like that. Cause that's more like manifestation and this is not manifesting. Like this is very like real work, digging into your thinking, those thoughts that just kind of go through your head constantly that you're not questioning and that's why having a coach is really good right because they can say hold on a second right I'm and call out call you out for that right is that true
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and so i you know i i really think just along those same lines is that everybody in life need somebody to tell them what to do sometimes even experts have coaches (laughs) even coaches have coaches right yeah so I told I totally believe in that and it is true I never thought about you know a coach being um somebody that helps you go to great it's like sort of that fast track to the top right and and the things that you don't see that you're blinded to um because we're always so much in our head
1: Yes. And I, I kind of feel like coaching is even better for people who do feel like I'm always up in my head, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? you know, because at some point, like you, you start getting that awareness of your own thinking. And that's, that's the first step is when you're mm. like, hold on, where's that thought coming from? Like, yeah. did I get that from my mom? Like, yeah. Oh money or okay. This is my favorite. It's like when I, when I think Money doesn't grow on trees, right? <laughs> like this, is, this is this is a thought, right? Where does this come from? Right. You know, it's just like kind of one of those limiting beliefs. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I remember my parents talking about that, right? Like, oh, money doesn't grow on trees, and money is really hard to come by, and you got to work really, really hard for your money. And it's like, wait a second, now I am to the point where I can call out. The BS, right? I might not call out their BS, their face. Yeah, yeah. But I'll call it out in my own head because I know that that's just a thought that was like so, like ingrained in me, right? It's not necessarily a fact. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a
0: great example because that really shows some of those common money mindset issues that people have. So I love that you 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 expressed that. Uh, money doesn't grow on trees and where that comes from is like that hard you gotta grind. You gotta grind, grind yeah. to grind to to yeah. make money where it's not
1: easy. Yeah.
0: Right. Money's yeah. not easy. And, and, and nowadays, you know, thinking in the opposite way is really the way to have it flow to you. And also it's not about working harder. It's really about working more efficiently. Right. So that's something that was missed. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, you know, it's something something that's really important to me. Uh, when, I am talking to even myself or like about a business owner or a business, somebody who starts a business is really, and this will sound like a cliche too, but knowing the why, right? Um, and not just knowing the why, but digging deeper. What's the why to the why, what's the why to the why to the why so that you can actually connect with the purpose. So I just, I'm putting that out there because I really want to know what led you to create Legally Bliss.
1: That is a really good question. And it's funny because I'm still digging into my why, right? Like it's, and I well, feel we're like- going to have to do some work, <laughs> right? <laughs> Will you coach me on this? <laughs> it, it's one of those things, right? That like can evolve, it can evolve over time. I think um, my why for my law practice, I never really fully fleshed that out. For Legally Blissed, I- I see too many women struggling in, in the legal profession and I get it. Like I've been there and I'm, I'm still not like, I don't have it all figured out. (laughs) Right. But I do believe that women working together and supporting each other is huge. It can have such a huge impact on your productivity and your mental health. Um, there's a lot more to life than practicing law also. And I think that a lot of women get really like kind of stuck into that grind of mm-hmm. practicing law. They end up defining their lives by, I'm a lawyer, Boba, and Then I just happen to have a child, you know, okay, whatever. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you know, at the end of the day, there's just, there's so much more to, to the women that I work with, they're all so multifaceted. And my goal is to, you know, just show that like, it's not the facet of being a lawyer that is so important that there are so many other facets to their life that define them, right? It could be motherhood. Um, it, it could be being a sister or a daughter or doing embroidery or running marathons, right. Or being a dog mom, like whatever it is. And to me really helping women see that is just unbelievably fulfilling to me. Um, when you know, kind of when that light comes on in their head, like, like there is more to life than practicing law, right? So in a very ineloquent way, like that's that's my why. Like when I see that light go off, when they realize that like there's so much more to me. There's so many more facets. Or if I'm working in with them in a different capacity, like let's say we're working on some type of business business development right and we realize maybe they don't want to go to the golf course to <laughs> work on business development right because that's i feel like the golf course or the cigar bars are so pushed in terms of business development for for female lawyers and really just helping them see that you don't have to do it the that way. way it's always been it's always been done right that just seeing that light go off always reiterates, um, my why. Yeah.
0: So two things here come up when you're talking about your why and just the evolution of the work that you do is that, uh, much like my own work, I can relate to what you're saying. Um, you know, obviously you approach, uh, you know, your client's life from a different angle, but I I approach it in that way too, where I want to help them squeeze out the juices out of life. Every last drop, you know, just like really enjoy life um, from all angles, right? Which is similar to what you're saying in terms of um, their careers. Uh, The other thing is as lawyers, um, you know, we tend to, uh, you know, when a client comes to you from a a legal client, you take their problems and you basically they unload it on you and now you're carrying that burden for them. And women tend to be doing that in their personal lives a lot too, Mm -hmm. not just in their profession. Mm -hmm. So I feel like women can be more burdened in that way because not only are they carrying the load of their clients, Legal matters, but they're also carrying the load of everybody that they care for, like you know, kids or family or elderly uh, parents or yeah. community or boards that they're on. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: women carry a lot.
0: <laughs> yes, and that's why it's so important for them to have the resources, like a life coach or somebody to help make some help them make decisions
1: as they move along. Yes, you know, I think that's a really good point um, about decision making because you can go talk to your husband, right? Or your mom. <laughs> I don't know how many of us are talking to our moms at this point in terms of major decision-making, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or your best friend or your, your business consultant, right? Right. It's interesting because a consultant is going to be a little bit different than a coach. and And I do, I do both coaching and consulting. Consulting is going to be more business business advice and guidance um whereas coaching of course is helping your client see that the answer to the question is really within them yeah. and and many times people don't realize that it is but it often is like they know the answer or like really they know what they should do but maybe they're second guessing themselves a lot, right? I think that women tend to do this a whole, whole lot. Like, we're just like, oh, maybe maybe that's not the right thing or, or maybe I need to go talk to someone or maybe I need to get a partner in my law firm. Um, but, you know, one thing I think that's really important too, Christine, with all of this is helping women develop their intuition or not even necessarily mm. d- develop it, kind of just lean into it more and trust it. Um, you know, you are very technically trained, <laughs> you're an engineer, right? Like you're very analytical, you're a lawyer. Um, I think that sometimes we're freaked out about when intuition pulls us, right? Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, but it doesn't, you know, like, <laughs> you know, the, the the instructions, it doesn't align with the instruction manual. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Whatever it is. Right. Um, but I just think it's really important for women to lean into their intuition more. We're A lot of us are kind of freaked out about it, um, I yeah. think, especially like just as we get older and we get more kind of even ingrained, more ingrained in what we're doing. Um, and then we feel that intuition pool. And a lot of times, like we resist it. We'll be like, no, 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 no. Like I, I can't listen to my gut on something like this. But. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love that you bringing that up
0: because I, um, even though I am really technical, I make decisions from my gut, even when I was lawyering, actually, yeah, yeah. um, I used to do a lot of negotiating and, and in the space that I was in and I always relied on my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I, my, my boss at the time also was that way. I don't know if I was influenced by that, but I do feel like that is sort of my style. I do both. I analyze and, and I think about my intuition, but usually my intuition trumps my analysis.
1: That's so interesting. And I would be curious to know, like in something, it's one of those things that you can be curious about and there's, you'll never know the answer to, but I would love to know like how many people, you know, actually resist their intuition, right? Say, no, no, no. The logic is, is taking over. Right. Or lead into it like you do. Um, I am going to argue that the way that you do it, like actually lean into your intuition and trust it and actually use it as your final kind of like, you know, what you rely on when you make your final decision. I think that's probably rare. I'm going to guess that that's probably Mm -hmm. rare. I don't know. Um, but it would be interesting to know. <laughs> yes, that would be such a great study, huh? Uh, how, so who can like fund this study and how would you, it? I have no idea, but it would be really, really fascinating. So
0: Totally, totally. Well, I, I, I think this whole conversation is fascinating. And honestly, you are such a wealth of, of knowledge. I would love to see you like in action, like actually working with somebody. But I know that's always usually a top secret, but you have such a great process and just the your education and everything and the research, Reason why you do what you do um is really um it's really it's like a it's like a cause, you know, and I that's that's what makes things so successful. I want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> the work we did on your set. I want to talk a little bit about um the transformation. And, you know, I think that it's really cool that because you are a trademark attorney, you understand branding really well, and you understand the importance of a outstanding brand or brand that stands Mm -hmm. out. Um, so could you give me your opinion about like the the idea of, you know, the branding and branding, branding in every area of a person's life?
1: My opinion of it,
0: <laughs> do you, I mean, do you, how important do you think it is? I
1: think it's extraordinarily important, especially if you are a service provider, right? Right, And you are the one offering those one-on-one one services. Um, I think that, I think it's extraordinarily important that you look branded and put together. Um, I don't know, I mean, every every brand should have sort of like that story behind it, right? Now, right. if you own like a big e-commerce company and like you're selling your widgets on Amazon and like you're never really out there doing anything, if you want to dress like Mark Zuckerberg every day, by all means, like you rock your Mark Zuckerberg hoodie, right? Like right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're working um, one-on-one with clients, like, you know, I think that it's super important to to be on brand and have a brand that resonates with the people that you want to work with. Um, not everyone is going to want to work with women who wear big funky earrings, right? I mean, (laughs) <laughs> that's all there is. Right. To it. Maybe we can, maybe that could be sort of used as like your vetting process, right? right. See, you know, some When they are like, yeah, I don't like your big funky earrings. And you're just going to be like, well, we're probably not going to be a good fit to work, work together ever. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's extraordinarily important. So, yeah. So,
0: so here's the thing, like, you know,
1: when I talk about brand, I really am talking about style,
0: right? So, yeah. so even Mark Zuckerberg's style, it, that's him. That's his. He has a that's right. That is his brand. The point right. <laughs> So I'm a big a statement earring gal, and th- this is my brand, and this is my style. And what it does is it says, oh, when somebody sees you coming, they know, oh, that's so Christine, or that's so Susie, or that, you know, is so yeah. much related to the work that you do. So that's how I think about branding and styling is really about standing out. It's a signature. It's like, mm-hmm. well, how do you show up? How is it unique to you? Um I, anybody who has like it is on an automated system or it does something that is like a like cookie cutter, that's not necessarily a branded yeah. or stylistically standout um, thing. Right. You to brand somebody to is to style them in a unique way that makes them different so that they stand out from the rest. And that's sort of where my, the idea behind styling and branding for me. Um, so I just, I'm curious because we started working on your set. Really the idea was to, to get it to look because you, your, your set was in an awkward angle. Right. And I, Rick, if you have the before picture of. Oh, no. at, <laughs> can, could you bring that up for the audience to see Um, it's so bad. It's not, it's, it's it's normal. (laughs) It's like, it's how most sets are, right? It's like, where do you put it? How do you do it? So while Rick is, um, trying to find your before picture that of what the office looked like before, I just want to ask you, what did you expect the process to look like when you asked me to, um, to help you design a set that's on brand and looks great and, and is, um, professional for the camera?
1: What did I expect? Um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. Like I knew I was in good hands. I was like, "This is going to be rad." Like that was the <laughs> thought. <laughs> um, this was. I think we started this journey about a year ago. Maybe about a year ago. Um, yeah. When when I find when I kind of realize that, you know this is going to be my office for a while. Like welcome to my, like this is how I'm going to be welcoming my, my clients into my space. Um, they won't be coming into my office, you know, like they used to. Um, but because of the world that we're living in now, I have to be more comfortable with people kind of coming into my space through a camera. And I saw a lot of examples, Christine of, what not to do when yeah. I was in other people's Zoom rooms. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't want to see your bed, <laughs> right? I know, yeah. You know, you know, you've seen the Zoom room with the bed, yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see that. Like, don't want to. Um, And you know, just different things, right? You know, every now and then you have a naked person running across the background. <laughs> it's just like it's not going to happen here, but you know, I'm like, you. We have to have a level of. professionalism with with our zoom rooms. And mine was not cutting it. I mean, I had like a picture of my significant other on a climbing trip and a printer and it just looked not great. (laughs) Well, it just, it looked
0: like, you know, look like you can have something more up-leveled, right? You could do something thoughtful and intentional.
1: Yes. And then like you know, I saw your, your work in your portfolio at that point, And I was like, Oh my gosh, you can hook me up. I think one thing that I was a little bit, you know, naturally kind of hesitant about was how are we going to make this work when we live 2000 miles, what, like 2000 miles away. Yeah. And you've literally never stepped foot in this office. Yeah. It was insane to me. But if you recall, we did, I took filming, or remember, I filmed some and then I showed you the the crazy corner back here and we did all the measurements and everything was super streamlined in how you made everything work. So, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of
0: (laughs) there it is before and for the yeah. viewer, for the viewer the, the she is actually up against a corner in her office so yeah. and we had that big window you know behind you but and we saw a lot of the floor um so you know uh, it was um It was, it was time to, cause you're on virtual all the time. It was time to Mm -hmm. see like, how can I make this better? Right. And Mm -hmm. so um, it was such a wonderful project because it gave me the opportunity to take an awkward angled office and really kind of create an illusion. And if we go back to our regular screen and take the, the, the before picture away, (laughs) um, (laughs) Um, you could see, you know, the, we, tried to create this illusion of more of a flatter background. And um, I, I have to say, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge with the angles and the camera and the wide angle and a, a narrow angle. But um, I think it really, I think it really reflects that um, sophistication that your brand has. And also
1: it, it feels nice to be in a great space. Don't you think? It really, really does. I think it, there's a lot of mental, that, that goes along with that as well, right? Yeah, And I think it helps your confidence too when you're like, I have a beautiful space here. Um, even though the camera doesn't see everything. Yeah. Right. We, what we call it? This is where the sausage is. We don't want people to see where the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and look, Rick put up,
0: Rick put up the before and after pictures yeah. together and it's me as your fairy godmother.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And that's what was amazing about it is that, you know, you were able to help me with a bookshelf, right? And from so far away, you helped me style it, which I had no idea what to do. You gave me suggestions on things to get like my little, um, you know, scales of justice woman right here and the plants and the different books. And we do have, it was actually funny. I still have something that belongs on this shelf, that is probably sitting on a container ship off of Huntington Beach. Um, yes, probably. <laughs> yes. So the whole this whole exercise has been like an exercise in like learning patience, right? Because you know we used to be able to order it, order it off Horseshow or Amazon or whatever it is that you're buying online. Like, in, okay, it's there in like five days, and the bookshelf what months? Three months, I think. It, it took worked? months, and then when it came, didn't it break or something? Or what oh, was that? It? That was the woman, my little oh uh, yeah, Lady yes, Justice. Yeah, she yes. was squished by a forklift. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What a fun journey, though, right? Uh, right? Yeah, and
1: then one of these days we will have the Edelweiss that will go above the books that say the mountains are calling and I must go. But wow. I get I get updates on that every now and then, and I'm like. I don't know if it's ever coming. We'll find yeah. out. I can't one like, day. yeah, I keep thinking I'll cancel the order. Like, cause it'll pop up and I'm like, gosh, I but can't why? Think. But why? I don't know. My Yeah. Gene, I'm like, it's never going to come, but I'm like, you know what? Surprise me. <laughs> yes.
0: When it does, it will be a pleasant surprise. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to highlight is <clears throat> the, the angled corner in your space was mm-hmm. the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I do to kind of uh, flatten the background is there's it's really important because I did promise the audience, I give them a step-by-step as to what we actually our thought process. And I don't know if I could give a detailed step-by-step, I can give general steps um, of the process. And that is <clears throat> that I, really, really important to anchor you as the speaker um, in your frame. So you're the center, of course. So you w- need something to anchor you on both ends. And um, it could be something that is like a bookend. So it's repeated. Uh, but I like to change it up for each individual because I want to give you a signature look. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got the screen, the room divider screen on one side with the tree behind it. And on the other side, you have your bookshelf. So that was those were the major key components of the set. And those need to be established first. Um, something that, that the audience can't see that I think is one of the best features of this corner of your office is the rug that I sourced for you. And it is just, it has your brand colors in it. makes you feel like it's part of, you know, um, it just makes it like home. There it is. Now we don't see your floor any longer because, you know, we shouldn't have to, but doesn't that bring it all together for you personally in for, the
1: space? Yeah. For me, um, I, I love that rug. Like think about that rug is it's, it will be like a family heirloom, right? Like yeah. I, I think that at some point that may end up in my home. Yeah, um, Sadie likes it a lot. She, I think I sent you a picture at one point. She, <laughs> she was laying on it. I was like, the dog loves it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's a great, great piece. And so here's the like, interesting thing. Basically the project goes from set design, but it really does become a little bit of a mini interior design project. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, um, have you gotten any feedback from people on camera with you or anybody, um, for on the set itself? And, um, w- would you like to share any of that if, if you did?
1: You know, it's interesting. I, get feedback from people that saw the background before mainly not as much people people who have who are meeting me for the first time right or talking with me because they probably don't have anything to compare it to yeah Um, but I have had people that are like oh my gosh like like, you're are you in the same did you get a new office are you in a new (laughs) space I'm like no like I'm literally in the exact same space because they don't realize that that there's a corner back there. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, a yeah. really awkward corner. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's what's so great about that bookshelf the way it is. Um, and I'm sorry if I didn't put my camera back right after. Oh, no, <laughs> perfect. It's, it's actually perfect. It's okay. perfect. Um, but you know, the the bookshelf itself, kind of combined with the room divider, almost does like an obst- I said obstacle, an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't even really see the, that there's a corner back there and people don't even realize it's this exact same place. I've had several people say, "Did you get a new office? And I'm like, nope, same
0: thing. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. That's, you know, that is really the incredible thing about transforming a space is that, um, you are in so such harmony right now. Mm-hmm. Like it feels right. You feel like you're in a place that feels good to the viewer too, and looks professional and, and feels um, like it was intentional. And we went ahead and we sprinkled some important things in that bookcase with, um, lady justice as a symbolic of your legal profession, of course, and Mm -hmm. the books that you love, because you love books, you love the way they feel and look. And, um, and they also align with the legal profession, but they also something the audience might not know because they don't not as familiar with your brand is that the, the colors that we use are on brand. So there it's all your branding colors, the, navy blues and the whites and the golds, all those really, um, are some of your brand colors.
1: Yes. And that's what I think was really cool about when we first started working together is that you wanted to know what my brand colors were. And I was kind of going through a a little bit of a transition with my branding. And, um, I know, I remember it took a few days like, Oh, I don't know. I don't have it yet, but I'll get it. You know? And then I finally got the colors and it was like this cream and gold and a dark blue, and then also a light blue here and there. But, um, I also love like the way that we kind of put the greenery into, yeah. because even though it's not really like a a brand color, like you can't go wrong with plants.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, nature is always something. That's another piece to the process is I always try and bring an element of nature, whether it's a bouquet of flowers or Um, greenery like this. I put orchids in in some sets. Um, So that, you know what it is? It feels alive. It feels like a living, breathing space that is so, like, it it just feels welcoming.
1: Yes. And it also, I was giving some thought to this too, Christine, the other day about how, like, the space itself can evolve, right? Like, as you evolve, your your set can evolve too. And we have to be really careful about not getting really rigid or yep. stuck on a particular look. I mean, cause I know for a while, like I had all of this stuff sitting down because I was like, Oh no, I can't put it up. Like I'll do the wrong thing. And you know, it'll look bad. And at some point I was just like, you know what? I need to just put this stuff up here. Yeah. And then you did help me rearrange a few things, but you were like, You actually said I did a pretty good job.
0: Yes, you did. You did a great job. Yeah.
1: My point with that is that I think it's important to just remember that it can evolve, right? Absolutely. your Your bookshelf can speak to you, you know, speak differently about like where you are in life. Like at some point, maybe I need to have like some more pictures, right? Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like was like, I don't have any pictures of my family up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And
0: and you are absolutely right about evolution. I feel like a brand is always an evolution. Yeah. If we're going to take your set as part of your brand, <clears throat> um, you know, Coca-Cola doesn't have the same logo 30 years ago as it has today. Yeah. Everything evolves. And as absolutely. a trademark attorney, you know that. So, and, and because your set is a part of your brand, it's a billboard of your brand when you're on a virtual call, it's the same thing. Everything about it evolves. Even your image evolves. The way you dress evolves depending on um, your maturity, depending on where you are in life, what you do, You know what's current, what's not. So everything that is associated with style and brand does evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that actually will take me to my next question is or comment really that I'd love for you to react to is that after we're done with the set, and this is kind of the wonderful thing I think about the work that I do, I have clients that start in so many different areas, but they can pick and choose what they want. After we've finished um, and completed your set, you actually asked me to build you a capsule wardrobe, mm-hmm. and um, that was so exciting, and thank you for trusting me with that. Um, but because of the way, the modular way with which um, the my overarching business is designed. I started with you at the set and then we went into the capsule wardrobe and sometimes I'll start with the capsule wardrobe and then we'll go into the set. <laughs> and sometimes I'll start with a brand client where I'm helping them with logo design and they want me to help them on a photo shoot. So it's so interesting how it all evolves really. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you thought about the capsule wardrobe experience. And I'm just, I'm asking this question for the first time, really. Yeah, You are, you You are. And, 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 and I am really good about, like, I, I want you to tell me the truth. Tell me really what you thought of the process and, um, and if there were any challenges for you. So
1: I felt like a million dollars, like getting to do kind of the shopping with you and then when you would send me the box of kind of things that we picked out, I felt like an important person. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a you VIP, are. right? I was like, yeah. this is cool. Everyone should get to do this. And I am not a big shopper. Like I don't like shopping for clothes. And so <laughs> believe it or not, there are, P- and there are women out there who do not love tearing up the mall. Right. And I am one (laughs) of those people. I'm just not, I don't do it. Um, but, and I'm also just not great with styling clothes and such. So, you know, I really leaned into you on that process and it was a lot of fun and it was amazing getting all the clothes. I have enough clothes right now. And (laughs) in my capsule, then I'm probably good for like six months and I won't have to wear the same thing twice. <laughs> well, good. that's idea, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it really yeah. is. It, it's so, it's so fun to like go through my closet. Cause then, cause every now and then I'll see something kind of new in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I kind of forgot that I had that. Um, because it, like, I honestly needed an update terribly because I live on a farm in the middle of nowhere. And so <laughs> You know, getting dressed up and all that type of, you know, all of that's just not something that is really on my radar on a daily basis. Like except when you show up to work on virtual, right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. You should see what I have from the waist down, right? Well, (laughs) it is waist-up wardrobe, right? (laughs) Yeah, it really is. So, and every, you know, it's funny because I have taken a picture of me and I put it on Instagram of of like my waist up wardrobe with like yeah. my, I think I had my socks on or something. But I'm like, you know what? I should do that because it's kind of funny, you know, people kinda of like that. They they like seeing you professional, but at the same time, like it's so fun to kind of go behind the scenes and see Yeah. What, what's uh, going on you know, under the desk? Yeah, what's going on down there? So, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I actually I actually have on a pair of really cute jeans. Um, you know, so I'm not Completely waist up only today. So, um, but there are days that I, <laughs> I'm all about the yoga pants. So yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. mean, we all are, and that's sort of the opportunity we have as we work from home, right? It, it, but but we still also have to show up professionally on top and comfortably you know, below the waist. So, and, and we get that. It's like a, I feel like it's a, it's an opportunity, right? We get to Mm -hmm. do this and let's Mm -hmm. face it. The world will never go back to an exclusively in, in in-person way of work. I mean, we will have in-person situations, but we'll have hybrid offices and we'll have people that work from home all the time from now on until, you know, forever. So it is definitely, um, definitely important to think about how you're showing up on camera. And we did end up really um, identifying the pieces that would be great on camera for you too, with your capsule wardrobe when you were dress dressing for the camera. So I, I mean, I, it was such a privilege to be able to do that uh, for you. And I just thought, You know, um, I wanted to bring it up because I wanted people to understand that, you know, even though like your image is, is the, is the composition of multiple parts. How do you speak your brand? How do you wear your brand? How do people experience your brand? Right. So, um, and, and sometimes speaking isn't necessarily verbal and it could be a billboard behind you. Um, and wearing your brand is, is the image you project when people meet you. Um, so I think that's what's so fascinating about branding is that it is, it's more than just in a logo on a website. It is how you live your life. It's how you, you know, some, for some people it's with the car they drive. I mean,
1: there's so many facets to brand. Don't you think it's, what kind of earrings are they wearing? Right? Like (laughs) I I bring this up again because I think it's a really good point. Um, you know that one thing that i think was really cool about you know the capsule is that like while you kind of got an idea of like what my sty- style was you pushed me a little bit on some things yeah, yeah. and kind of helped me get out of that like my comfort zone style you know yeah a little bit like especially like with kind of wearing you know your statement earrings and so it was always fun like seeing those those things come from you and it really does. It it does go a lot deeper. Like whenever, when you're doing that type of, that type of thing with respect to like speaking your brand, right? Like maybe, maybe part of my identifier now, right. Is I wear like bohemian earrings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a little bit of your style before. You love that. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. You know, I love like kind of that boho look, but it was like, where does that really fit into your world a little more sophisticated (laughs) environment um so but you were really great at helping me kind of find that balance and that harmony there and also pushing me a little bit outside of my wardrobe comfort zone, which I needed really badly to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that
0: aligns really well with what we talked about at the top of the show as your style coach, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that is really what I do for people is I guide them through, uh, developing their style, their signature style and honing it or just refining it or adapting it to where they are in life in the current place, the current time that they're nice. in. And, um, you know sometimes you need people to tell you what to do and and to, and to and an expert to tell you what to do in a certain area of your life where you don't want to really span, spend the 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 space doing it because it's just it would take longer for you to think it through and you need to be focusing on your gift and how you're enriching other people's lives. So this really is sort of the fast track to, to getting the brand dialed in from all the angles. So I think it was yeah. such a pleasure. It was so exciting to work with you on that step as well. And I mean, you are beautiful material, so It was really easy to dress you. Um, and this, and just to see the transformation and the beginning and the end. And I will just, I just finally want to ask how, how did you feel about the transformation? when it came to the visual image as well.
1: When you say visual, do you mean just kind of like the overall branding? When I say
0: visual, it's more the image, right? The clothes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) that's actually funny that you ask. Like I I love the transformation. One thing I've loved more than anything though is that – I was able to ask you an expert to help me like have a result and I got a result and I'm sitting here thinking like, Oh my gosh, like for me to have had that same result and for me to have done the work to get there, like even if I could do it, even if I had the eye for it, it would have taken me like (laughs) (laughs) a freaking lifetime, you know? But you're like, you know, like you're, you you picked out, you kind of picked out the clothes for me. And it was, it was fun because it was fun for me. I don't know if it was fun for you, but it was fun for me when we just kind of sat down for like an hour or two and we actually kind of shopped. Like we went through the clothes that you'd already, it wasn't like I was walking into a Nordstrom's Yeah, and I was like, you know, someone kill me right now. I don't even know where to start. Like you took like (laughs) Nordstrom's and like, you know, run it to the the camera, run it it to the the camera. camera. Like, well, yeah. Well, you know,
0: what's so interesting um, is that the thing is like, that's exactly my clients is everybody's at a different place in their style journey. Like you knew what your style was. You knew you liked Boho style. You knew a lot of things about yourself. Some people don't even, they're not there yet, or they don't Mm -hmm. have time to be there. Um, And, and, you know, if you, if you did it yourself, you totally would have been able to pull it off. You may have not gone out of your comfort zone. Perhaps that may have been something that was extra, but also the idea, most of my clients hate shopping. It's just too time consuming and and anybody, and a lot of people can pick a great outfit out, but it's about putting the whole thing together, right? That's the, that's where the, the, um, the talent is really. Um, That's the hard part. Um, And also being able to flex it. So taking one thing and multiplying it with different outfits. So um, it was such a, amazing experience to work with you and we become friends and i'm just so so thrilled I, I we have so much in common in terms of you know just being attorneys um and just uh just just our friendship has grown stronger before and after my work with you so i really yeah. really appreciate you and um anything can you tell the audience where how they can reach you if they wanted to be yeah. you know check your uh legally bliss podcast out or um they wanted to engage with you any further.
1: Okay. Well, Christine, thank you for having me on. And thank you for putting up with me (laughs) for through all of this. Right. I hope I wasn't too much of a pain to work with. Um, but you, you were fantastic. And I mean, at the end of the day, you made the process so easy. Like for example, can can I just give an example really quick? Yeah. Yeah. The time that I like, you wanted to have like a three hour call with me. And I was like, holy crap. Like I cannot look at clothes for three hours. I was like, (laughs) no, no. And I was like, I I sent you an email. I was like, I don't know. That's like a lot of time. Like, are you sure three hours? And you're like, listen, (laughs) let's, let's cut because you knew, like you knew, but I think that was kind of cool because I think that, you know, everyone has kind of a a certain capacity for being able to look at clothes (laughs) And, and yours is clearly a lot longer than mine, but you're so accommodating. And that was just, you know, that was like an example of someone going above and beyond. So I really appreciate that. So then we ended up breaking it up into two separate, maybe at least two separate appointments. So that was amazing. But in terms of like following me or finding me, um, my podcast launches January the 27th is a tentative launch date as of today, January the 13th of 2022. Um, so as long as everyone stays healthy and all of that good stuff, I am optimistic that I'm going to have a launch date for Legally Blissed, but um, people can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, S-U-Z-I-H-I-X-O-N. And that's where you can find announcements of the actual um, launch date and who's going to be on the podcast and people that I've had on there. And if you are a female attorney who has an inspiring story or you're doing something a little bit... I guess, outside the uh, typical, you know, lawyer, lawyering thing. If if you, if you quit being a lawyer and you went home to be a mom or you decided to go home and be a mom, like I want to tell your story. So feel free to reach out to me.
0: Yeah, no, that would be awesome. We're going to put all that information in the comments for people to, to look back at for those listening to the replay. Um, and I can't wait to start listening to your podcast. I, you are so brilliant, so creative. So cool. I I really am very, very excited, excited for you. And um, thank you so much for being here today. I know. um, And and thank you for showcasing the transformation we did together. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. So. There you have it. And we always end, and I have to say, with the hashtag set and shine. I will jump on a call with you and talk to you about your set and see if I can give you any ideas of how to brand your set. So uh, hashtag set and shine in the comments. If you're listening to this on the replay or right now, just put the hashtag set and shine. And I will jump on a call with you and we can talk about your specific set how we can brand it and how we can apply it to your everyday. Uh, But also I wanna make sure that I wrap up with the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap-up. And the main takeaway here is that your background is like a billboard for your brand. Definitely, definitely do something to reflect your brand or um, to style it at least so that it's neat and professional. Okay, that's the main takeaway. A tip is always think about what you can bring into the set. to be reflective of your brand or to start a conversation. If you're a photographer, why not hang some of your art behind you or photography behind you? If you are an artist, why not hang some of your art behind you? Um, and some of the tools you can use is definitely this show. The show is a great tool to use um, to start really thinking about your set. We have a whole episode, and I'm not sure which number episode it is, but a whole episode on aligning your set Um, with your brand. I think it might be episode six or something like that, but we'll put that in the comments. Um, And it it really, we talk about what are the ideas that you can use to really start creating a set you can be proud of that's professional and on brand. And finally, action item. One action item, if you're really serious and considering creating a set that's on brand for you that you can actually um, be proud of and, and make it look professional is Try and pick a spot in your home that is dedicated to just your virtual office. Dedicated to that so that you can go and um, and really uh, you know, um, make it just for the office and then you can start styling it. So there you have it, the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up and uh, join us next week, same time, same place, 1130 Pacific time here on Waste Up Wardrobe in the Facebook page and bring a friend.